The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 203, I believe. Today's date is Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. We are live as always on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it's pushing out. If you're out there in the live chat, please say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you are listening in replay or listening in podcast form, the conversation does not have to stop. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and utilize the comment section below. Before we get going, I want a quick shout out. Ricardo Lucy out there throwing some muscle. $10 super chat says, hey, hey. So uh, thank you, Ricardo. We appreciate you very much. We don't ask for them, nor do we encourage them, but... If you do send super chats, they do go towards sending care packages to our troops downrange. So uh, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks to Ricardo. Appreciate you, bro. Um, like I said, if you're out there, if you're new to the channel, new to the show, go ahead and let us know you're out there. Tell us where you're from. We cannot promise you that we're going to make you any smarter. We just hope to God we don't make you any dumber. But there's no promises. We just try to have a little fun and talk cool topics. Um, if you want to call in, yes, you can call into the show or you can text into the show. You can, uh, utilize the ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends over at sportsmansguide.com. That phone number is five, three, zero, three, six, four, four, six, seven, eight. If you're a veteran or really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that dark hole, you can't find the light. You're starting to question if there is light out there. First of all, Please call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I sure as hell might be a, be a, a decent ear to listen to you and talk you through some stuff. But if you are looking for someone that can get you a medical advice and, and get you really honest to God help, please remember two things. One, you're not alone. You've got a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. That number is 1-800-273-8255 and press the number 1. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. As always, we're going to spotlight the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of the United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are a very proud member of the self-defense radio network it's a great website where you can find a lot of great pro 2a pro gun pro freedom podcasts all in one area so if you're looking for some new podcasts or some of your favorite podcasts are probably over there go check out selfdefenseradio.net let me get this off of my ugly mug and welcome in who is basically turned into our quasi co-host at this point 
from the great state of Texas, the tactical virus. I mean, uh, Leprechaun. What's up, Clove? How you doing, man? Do you have to press one for English or just curious? Why you have to press one? Well, you know, I, I've been looking at all the stuff they sent me. And, and so this is the national suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255 to get to the veteran side of it, where it's a dedicated for veterans. Your first thing is going to press one. Oh, okay. Anyone can call, but if you want to get to the vet, the VA side and the veteran side, but it'll, it'll be your one of your first options when you do call. It'll say for this, press one and all that. Um, I usually don't mention that, but I was just kind of looking at my my ball here and see. I don't know if you can see where it says press one. So I was like, oh, well, then press one. So from some people, it might help out. Um, Mitch out there says shout out from South Florida. Cherry here, uh, though I'm a subscriber and have commented very often. So, welcome to the live, uh, the live travesty, if you will. Let's go ahead and say hello to everybody out there. You got gun loving grandpa. I call him Uncle Bucks out there. Rich White, the one percent's out there. We said Lucy's out there. Thank you once again for the super chat. Appreciate you, Lucy. Um, Rod Gates, our homeboy, Rod Gates had a nice. I don't know. We talked for about an hour this weekend on the phone, and um, it's always good to talk with him and Shelly. Shelly was on the phone as well, so had a good talk with them. So it's uh, nice to always see them. I think, Clover, they're working on trying to get a booth at Wanamaker this November. Um, that was kind of the meaning of the call. Um, but I think they're going to try to uh, go to Wanamaker. I don't know if they're going to get a booth, but they, they're going to go to Wanamaker, I think. And and uh, so it'll be nice to see. I haven't, we haven't seen them in a couple of years, so it's been, it'll be great to see them. Our favorite squid out there, Keith Gregory. What's up, squid? Uh, let's see here. 223 DMRs out there. He says, hey, ghost. Hey, grandpa. And Ricardo says, yes, yeah, support our troops. And, and if you guys notice out there, Ricardo's name is in a different color. and He's got a little crayon next to him. Um, he's a channel member. So I want to say thank you to all my channel members and all my patrons out there that helped support the channel. We couldn't do this without you. Can't keep the lights on without you guys. So it's very much appreciated. Once again, we're not asking for you guys, but if you feel like you want to maybe support, it only costs you a buck or so. So, uh, go over there. So, uh, this is a new one. Haven't seen him out here before. He said, United States. Colonial Marine M56 Smart Gunner. That is one hell of a name. One hell of a name. Um, but I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Welcome to the dark side, my friend. Mystics out there. Hello, hello, hello. Um, let's see here. Who else is out? George Washington. You know, do I call him General Washington or Mr. President? You know, I've always had that. You know, there's a part of me who wants to call him General Washington. But do you call him general president or president general or just president or just general? I mean, I don't know. But anyways, George Washington, he's out there a lot. He says, good evening, citizens. Always keep your rifles cleaned and lubed and always reconfirm zero. And, oh, don't forget to hydrate. No joke. Especially right now, it is really hot out there in a lot of places. Um, so, yeah. Mandatory carries out there. So this is an obvious dog whistle about something or other. Keep fighting. Say hi to Angel, please. What's up, Angel? Um, and always good to see mandatory carry out there. Good dude, good dude. Um, Mako Joe is as Clover calls him. I don't know, MK Joe. I, I don't know what he wants to be called, but Mako Joe is I think what you call him. He's out there. Uh, Glenn Robertson is high from Michigan. Hi, Glenn Robertson. 
I don't remember that name either. So welcome to the dark side. I hope you enjoy yourself. We're going to have a fun, fun time with some different topics tonight. Um, and Rod says we got the booth. Fantastic. Got a booth. So you'll be down there in Tulsa this November. Uh, let's see here. And I think that's if I missed you, I'm sorry. Go ahead and say something. And throughout the show, like I said, if you've got a comment, tag myself or Clover or whatever, we'll, we'll try to get those questions or comments read. Um, obviously, you can uh, text them in or call them in, and we'll put you live on the show if you want to put your uh, voice out there and all of that good stuff. How you been doing, bro? Everything good? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, you had a a cool weekend. Apparently, uh, this was a, a landmark weekend for you, huh? Well, I don't know about that anniversary. It was, it was an important weekend. Maybe not a landmark, but it was an important one. Yeah, just uh, out in the man heat advisory this weekend. It was, it was yeah. rough. It was rough being outdoors this weekend for sure. Yeah, we had. Last, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday it was over 100 all three days. It was heat index is like around 110 to 113. It was just brutal. Right now, the last couple of days have been like 88, which is really isn't bad, but it's what's good to like 97 again this weekend. So, yeah, if you're out there, make sure you're hydrating because here's the thing what a lot of people don't realize is if you're going to be outside, let's say tomorrow, you can't start drinking water tomorrow morning and be hydrated. You need to start a couple days ahead of time. And the best way to do it is just to drink a couple bottles of water every day, whether you go outside or not. But if you if you try, if you if you drink a lot of sodas or sweet tea and a lot of stuff, then you're gonna be outside all day. It's too late at that point. It's almost too late. And we had a guy pass out here uh, last week and had to go to the hospital was severe dehydration so uh it was kind of scary there for a while there for a while but yeah it's it's one of those things where make sure you're hydrating absolutely make sure you're hydrating well and alternate your alternate you some gatorade in there too yeah i think they said for every two or three bottles of water you should drink a bottle of gatorade but it should not be the other way around you shouldn't drink like three bottles of gatorade and one bottle of water these be flipped yeah Yeah, that's what i was gonna say don't drink just gatorade please because that's bad it's just as bad if, with too much, yeah. A lot of sugar, a lot of salt, um, almost too much. You know, electrolytes are good, but you can get too much of that, uh, and yep. not enough just regular water. Um, yeah, it helps I'm, with the whole. The whole idea, the reason it was invented, was to help with water absorption. So you're yeah. not drinking water; and it's to not doing any good. Some of the salt and sodium and stuff that yeah. you sweat out, yeah. not to hydrate you, uh, yeah. is to replenish. Yeah. Uh, now, Bernie out there says nothing better than a cold beer to hydrate. I'm not a beer guy, um, but yeah, I, there's as long as you're drinking water with the beer, good to go. Good to go. Uh, if you're going to be out there in the in the lake or something and it's hot and you're drinking nothing but beer, um, well, the good thing is you'll be a pretty cheap date because chances are you'll get drunk much much faster. Well, if you're if you're drinking light beer, that's pretty much just water anyway, right? Oh wow. Shots fired. Shots fired out there. So what's your beer choice if you had to drink one? None. If you had to drink one, oh, if, if you I had, had to drink beer? one, probably some yeah. type of Sam Adams, probably. Okay, sure. If you're yeah. gonna force me to drink a beer, I mean it's gonna be something Sam Adams most likely. Yeah. Um my favorite beer is a Texas beer. Go figure. 
Um, but it's called Shinerbach, and I love a Shinerbach. It's okay. So I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a big beer guy, but if I was going to drink one, it would be a Shinerbach for sure. So yeah. It is what it is. Um, so we put up there, pinned on the comment up there, to make sure you go vote in our polls, ghost tactical polls over there in our community tab. And we put them out. Uh, we put two or three out a week, and we talk about them during the show. So we're, let's kind of have some fun. Um, so this one I put out three days ago. It's got almost 400 votes. The question is, I'm going to ask this to Clover as well, kind of taking the Olympic theme here. And by the way, I love doing these polls. They're kind of fun. And I think people enjoy them and all that because we try to have fun with them. But going with the Olympic theme here, synchronized swimming. Everyone knows what synchronized swimming is, correct? So if one synchronized swimmer drowns, are the rest of them required to drown too? We've had almost 400 votes, and, it, and it's coming in at 70% say yes. Yes, the other ones are required to drown, too. So there's some weird people out there. Uh, WB says Miller Light. Buck says Coors Light. Uh, I used to drink a lot of Coors Light in high school. A lot of Coors Light. Uh, I drink a lot of Lone Star Light. And if you're a Texas person, then you know what Lone Star It's flavored piss but it was $6 a case. And they didn't have 30 packs back then. It was 24 can cases, but it was $6 a case. It was terrible, but it was cheap. Um, my drink of choice now is Crown. If I'm going to drink, it's usually Crown. Um, I'm, I'm not a beer guy much anymore. Um, so real quick, before we go to the next poll, Smart Gunner says, going to buy my first, no scratch that, I'm picking up his first shotgun tomorrow with 250 rounds of birdshot. Do you guys like I should go with that for home defense or something else? I'll tell you this much, and I'll let Clover come in here also. Um, if that's what you have, any any kind of firearm that you have can be utilized for home and self-defense. So if that's what you have, um, then absolutely. Um a shotgun, I think, is a wonderful, wonderful choice, possibly for home defense. The yeah, so he's thinking hard right now, just so everybody knows. He's thinking really, really hard. We'll see if he comes back or not. His phone probably updated. It does it every Tuesday, and he knows that. I don't know why he don't set it to where it uh, doesn't cause a problem. But, yeah, so I'll pick up, I guess, where he left off, and I'll say that uh, a shotgun can't. I mean, shotgun's been getting it done for a long, long time as far as home defense, defense on the, the farm and the range and what have you. Uh, one concern I have with the firearm itself is the, the overall length. Uh, modern, you know, urban housing, stuff like that. Uh, people obviously back in the day had uh, the shotguns, uh, the long ones for hunting and, and all kinds of other purposes, right? So if you've got it strictly for the purpose of like a home defense situation, I would think a shorter barrel would be uh, obviously more optimal for that. Um, the, the idea of birdshot in a shotgun for any type of a defensive situation, you know, I'm not going to say why. There's folks out there in the chat that can explain probably why without me saying it live on the air, but I think that bird shot in it, uh, probably not the most optimal thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, you use what you got. 
and Ghost is back. Yay. You know, I thought I fixed the update, but apparently it did not. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to... Uh, my phone, for some reason, it automatically updates at like 7.15 on Tuesday nights. Wrong time for it to update. Um, so I need to figure that out. But uh, So I'm sorry. So did you, I don't know where I was cut off, but you, obviously you were talking about the shotgun and birdshot. Well, you just barely had got started about... Uh, just, you, you, really did, you really didn't say anything. You were fixing to my, give your my, opinion. Yeah, my whole point was is if it's what you have, then anything that you have can be utilized for itself or home defense. Uh, is it maybe the greatest thing in the world? Maybe not. But if you have it and that's what you have, then absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I, I think shotgun is a very viable option. Um, especially, I don't know if birdshot. I don't know if that's where I would go. But once again, if that's what you have, I promise you, if someone tries to bust down your door, um, it probably won't be there that long. If you know, so yeah, uh, use it, use it. Whatever you got is worth it. Um, so yeah. So the next polls is um, now this one got a little heated in some of the comments and. I think some people didn't realize it was a joke, but uh, it's okay. It's part of the conversation. Uh, 365 votes. The question is, are you concerned that doctors and lawyers call their businesses practices? For uh, almost 400 votes, but 58% of you said, yes, you are concerned that doctors and lawyers call their businesses practices. And um, so it's one of those things where I thought it was a pretty funny question, but apparently I pissed off some people that might either be lawyers or doctors, and they explained to me why it's called a practice. I was like, it's a joke. I just thought it was funny that lawyers and doctors, they do call our businesses practices instead of whatever. So I thought it was, uh, thought it was pretty funny. Uh, are you concerned, Clover, that doctors and lawyers call their businesses practices? Not really. I mean, it. It fits with the definition. I mean, there's multiple, there's several definitions of the word practice. And I mean, it kind of exactly. fits with all of the definitions in a way. Right. So you've yeah. got the, uh, the application is, is a practice. The application of right is, is practice. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're mm -hmm. applying a skill and then you've got the action of applying the skill, which is practice. And they're doing that. Um, and, and you don't practice, to get necessarily to get better at stuff you practice to remain proficient as well right yeah. so just because you're practicing something doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing so yeah i don't have a problem with it i think other other businesses should use that i think uh, yeah the burger flippers at uh, mcdonald's and whatnot he's thinking hard again so we've got another issue He's too quiet and he's thinking way too hard at this point. So his phone apparently did not finish updating. And I don't know what the other polls are. So the polls is, is, is. so what do we got in the uh, chat though while we're waiting? 223 uh, says 12 gauge with some T shot. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, Claudio Breed out there says it's a 12 gauge, 21 inch barrel. Not bad. Tactical uh, pistol grip. There you go. Uh, what about a uh, double lock buck? Yeah. 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 Double lock buck will work. Um, 
it's honestly hard to find multiple, you know, varying types of buckshot nowadays. Uh, double alt, honestly, might might find some triple alt, but double alt's about it anymore. And he's back. I don't know. Now I'm just pissed. I have no idea. Uh, I was getting ready to quote Guitar Man Pete out there. It says, pistols put holes in you. Rifles put holes through you. Shotguns with the right load at the right distance will take a chunk of shit off your opponent. You'll need a professional to clean up. You know? Um, um, so I guess you were answering what Smart Gunner was saying. Is it 12-gauge, 21-inch barrel, tactical pistol grip? Sounds like maybe a Mossberg, like a 500 tactical or 570 maybe with a pistol grip. Is it 570 with a pistol grip? Can't remember. Ah, you can get them either way. So yeah, yeah. Um, George Washington out there says, "Love a good old 870, preferably with the minimal length barrel with a plus three extension loaded with a three inch all brass shells loaded with number four butt, preferably with a flight control wide." Yeah. Uh, I like two and three quarters when I shoot my shotgun, but uh, I mean, obviously they can. And yes, mandatory. I am annoyed. I don't know what the hell's going on. So, so keep in mind if you're out there and you're looking at shotgun ammunition, number four buck and number four shot are two different things. Don't get them confused. What's that? No, number four buck and number mm -hmm. four shot are two different four things. Shot, yeah. Yeah. So make sure you're paying attention to the box. Don't get confused. Pick up number four shot. You think, oh, what a deal. No, because it's number four shot, not number four buck. There is a difference. Yeah, he says he's a noob gun owner. It's not a name. It, look, it doesn't have to be name brand um, as long as it works and it runs. And I'm you're curious. It, I'm curious. What, what is it? Yeah, I, us, I would like to know what the name of it is. We you're not going to get shamed. No, yeah. oh, God, no. Yeah, probably have experience with it. So, yeah, throw, right. it, throw it out there. We don't mind. So, Pete out there says, this is one of the topics we're going to talk about is ammo prices. Um, Pete says, I've, I've been seeing 223, but I'm not paying 75 cents per round. Um, I've seen a lot lot lower. Matter of fact, um, now yeah. let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of Max Tech, M-A-X-X -X Tech ammo? Yeah. I've never heard of it, but I found it on Ammo Seeker headed out there. You get a thousand rounds for three hundred dollars, about thirty cents a round, and yeah. that's just about as good as I've seen. It's it's brass, full metal jacket, um, but I've never heard of Max Tech, so I didn't know if you ever heard of it or not. If it's any good, if anyone's out there has heard of Max Tech ammo nine millimeter, uh, let me know if it's good because if it is decent. Um, you know, like I said, it's still a little bit high, but it's the best I've seen in over a year to get a thousand rounds for 30 cents a round. It's not bad. And it comes with a free ammo can, which I've got ammo. I mean, I got ammo cans just stacked over here, but it does come with a free ammo can and all that. But yeah, if you guys have heard of Max Tech, let me know. TJ's out there. What's up, TJ? Uh, Gun Loving Grandpa says uh, double lot buck and one ounce slugs. So let me ask you this, and you might have covered this while I was wherever the hell I was in the internet world, um, but with a shotgun, okay, what would be, like if I if you answer this, I apologize, but maybe there's some new people here also, um, what if, for a shotgun, and he says 12 gauge, I believe, I think is what he says, 12 gauge, 21 12 inch gauge what, what would you recommend for a home defense uh, load? 
I would probably say for the novice, I would probably say double. I'd probably say double alt buck, which um, I think that would I think that would probably suffice in a twenty-one inch yeah. barrel. Uh, George says seven six two by thirty nine is almost my full time defensive and all around cartridge now. Can't go wrong with that. I love the X thirty nine. Wonderful, wonderful cartridge. Um, so Buck says he shot it in nine millimeter, the Max Tech, I guess. No problems with it. So, like I said, I mean, I might wait a little bit to see if it keeps coming down. If I get it down to like maybe twenty five cents a round or something like that. Um, but I was happy to see the 30 cents per round it's it's every week i think last week i saw the lowest price for some steel case tula was like 33 cents around so i think it's just gradually gonna start coming back down which is nice it is it is and um there were several people that called it that said you know summertime this year would start you know it would start back there's a lot of people going saying oh it's going to be over into 2022 and um you know, nah, not so much. You know, another thing, I don't know if people are watching or not, but lumber is coming down as well. So uh, there's yeah. a lot of things that, that spiked uh, from the cough cough last year. And it's, it's, they're all starting to level back down, you know, drop. Uh, they haven't leveled out yet, but they're starting to drop now. And I wonder if the price drop is also due to the supply starting to kind of come back in as well. Um, it's starting also, like my Walmart, my Walmart shelves have been empty for a year and a half. They're full now. Um, yeah. So that's nice to see. Well, you got um, more people back to work and you got to realize when you've got six foot spacing between people in warehouses and whatnot, right. You've yeah. got an issue where, you know, you got less people working, you can move less product around, you can do a lot less stuff. Um, so when you talk about the ability to get your workforce back into play, um, yeah, you know, that makes that makes a big difference with the supply side of things. Um, yeah. I think people have been working really hard on the supply side of things. The people that yeah, were there and able and able to do it. So, you know, I don't want to knock them and say they haven't been doing their job because they've been doing uh, three people's work, unfortunately, for the last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing a thing where demand and a lot of different things. Demand is dropping off and, and the supply is starting to creep and ramp up and when that's that happens you're going to get uh, uh you're going to get lower prices it's just the way it is yeah uh, now pete says that he hears at 25 cents per round's coming he doesn't think it'll happen i do i think that 25 cents now let's just take this for instance like the winchester white box uh blazer brass the remington umc green box and all that the ones that you could get for you know ten dollars to twelve dollars a box of 50 um i think that you know those 15 to 20 cent per round ammo i think that you will see those down to about 25 i don't think you'll ever see them back under 20 at least not for a while maybe ever but i do think you'll see them at 25 i think the new norm for now and we talked about this last week, and Clover brought up inflation and everything else. But I, I do think that 25% to 30% per round is probably going to be the new norm. Um, so you're still talking about a box that you might have gotten for $10. You might pay $13 a box. 
that's Probably. natural. That's going to happen. But I do think it's I, I do think it's going to get down to twenty five cents. I really do, and some some of it, um, you know that that Winchester white box level. Uh, I, I do believe that it might not be twenty cents ever again, or eighteen cents, or whatever it was. I think twenty five is a very reasonable. It might even break twenty five. It might get down to like twenty three, twenty four. But I, I think it'll be around that twenty five cents. But I do think it will happen for sure. Lucy says he wants tracer ammo to go down. I still got some. 22 and nine millimeter tracer over there that I need to shoot sometime. But uh, that's always been boutique. Yeah. You know, unless you're talking like 50 BMG. I know once upon a time, 50 tracer was cheap and, and for 50 BMG, but tracer's yeah. dirty stuff too. Yep. And you got to be careful um, about maybe burn bands in your area if it's been really, really dry. And one's not going to do it. But if you're going to throw a lot of tracers down range, you need to make sure that everything's good to go around there because it could could start a fire. It's not likely, but it could. Um, all right. So the next polls question we put out yesterday, and it's got almost 600 votes, and it kind of worked out what I thought. But I said best movie spy, and your choices were Jason Bourne, James Bond, Ethan Hunt, Nikita, or other. Leave a comment. Um. And with 60% of the vote, James Bond, 25% of the vote is Jason Bourne. Uh, Ethan Hunt, which is Mission Impossible, gets 6%. Nintikita got 4%, and Other got 5 And let's go kind of take a look at some of the ones that they're saying. Austin Powers. Um, let's see here. Robert Redford and Brad Pitt in Spy Games. John Patrick Mason, the movie The Rock with uh, Sean Connery. David Prather, there's his Mr. Bean, no contest. There you go. Um, let's see here. Simon Templer. So people may not know Simon Templer, but Simon Templer uh, was from the movie The Saint. It was Val Kilmer's. Uh, if you haven't seen The Saint, do yourself a favor and go watch The Saint sometime. It's a wonderful movie. Uh, Maxwell Smart from Get Smart. Mr. Bean makes another appearance. So there's Mr. Bean. You know, I love Mr. Bean, but uh, yeah, I figured James Bond was going to win that. And I figured Jason Bourne would probably come in second. Um, and honestly, James Bond with only 60%, I thought it'd be higher than that, honestly. Uh, so let me ask you guys this. I'm going to ask Clover this and ask you guys out there of the James Bonds. Who's your favorite? Mine is hands down Sean Connery. Uh, but who's your favorite James Bond, Clover? Well, I mean, Sean Connery, of course. Uh, just like, well, hey, I don't know what kind of savage you are if you answer any differently than Sean Connery. It's like, come on, man. What world do my you live wife, in? My wife really likes Daniel Craig, but I think it's because she thinks he's hot. Well, that's what uh, I was going to say. Hilbert Pierce Brosnan, it's 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 going to be a chick, and it's going to be a look-related thing. You ask a dude, and it's going to be it's going to be Connery. Connery, maybe Roger Moore, maybe Roger Moore, uh, but most now, of some of Connery. the Roger Moore, some of the Roger Moore Bond movies were pretty good movies. But I, I that love doesn't, your eyes just because uh, just because yeah. the movie was a better movie does not mean that I prefer more over Connery. No, I hear you. Now, Jake about there is a young young man. Is his early twenties? 
He said, I have only watched the first James Bond movie, currently in the process of beginning them. Have fun, young man. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Um, Now, Rich says that Daniel Craig was the closest to Bond from the books, but understand, I want to say it was the first six, maybe seven of the movies were books. Everything after that were no, he only, he only wrote so many James Bond books. Um, so after, I want to say it was like maybe 1967, 68, somewhere in there, everything after that were not taken from books as there were no more books. Ian Fleming only wrote so many of the James Bond books. So it was pretty cool. Uh, now we had this discussion. I, th- I think I think we had this discussion. It may not. I had a discussion with someone um, about um, and and I, I like him um, as an actor, and um, I think he could have been great. But um, Timothy Dalton, yeah, yeah, great actor. Yeah, I think it was a phone call. But Timothy Dalton, I think, could have been a really good Bond. The problem with Timothy Dalton is he followed the Connery Moore era. Had he been one or two more away from that era, um, I, I, th- I like Timothy Dalton as an actor. I just don't think he was in the wrong place so, in the wrong Bond. Yeah, I I, I- Two things I think when I think when I think about Bond and Timothy Dalton and I like the and I like the Bond movies for the most part yeah. with Timothy Dalton. Yeah, um, they're not garbage, in my opinion. No, anyway, they're not. But um, he got thrashed as Bond. So, you know? so first of all, the, the first thing that pops in my mind with Timothy Dalton as Bond, he's just a big dude, and I don't view Bond as a big dude. I view Bond as it's a little spy, little scrawny guy, right? He's just not a big. So yeah. and Daniel then Craig's a big guy, you know. Yeah, so that's my that's my what first pops in my head with Timothy Dalton. Um, So, and I think I think without Timothy Dalton, I don't think Pierce Brosnan has the longevity he had. Somebody had to break out of that Roger Moore mold, Um, and and I don't think whoever it was, whatever actor took that spot over, I think they were doomed to only make a few films, right? Because they it had to like ease people into a different bond does that make sense and so sure, whoever yeah, it was whoever it was i don't think was going to be ultimately be well received but then after that it was like okay we have to have it people realize we have to have a different bond right and then they they brought in brosnan and you know brosnan's got a pretty pretty good following as a uh, as do, a lot of people did not think that brosnan was how do i put this manly enough for bond but if you look at what the character of james bond it wasn't supposed to be a jason Bourne kind of a kick your ass guy it was a guy that's gonna manipulate you he was going to be able to manipulate anyone he comes around to get the information he wants an attractive guy that's high society pierce brosnan fits that That bill perfectly so um yeah i mean he is um now it, it, so let's let's put a question out there now. If Daniel Craig, when his contract's over and he chooses not to become bond, stay bond anymore, is there an actor out there that you know now that you think would be a really great well, James Bond? Aren't they toying with the idea of Edris Elba or whatever? That's what I've heard. That could be I interesting. 
it could be very interesting, and I like it because I, I love him as an actor. Um, the first time I remember seeing him, I want to say it was Pacific Rim. Uh, it was the first time I was like, man, that's a, I like that dude. But that would be a, a wonderful – I like him as an actor, and I think yeah. he'd be a good Bond. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but There's he's, a lot got, of he's got kind of that native accent already. Yeah. Sure. And, and I mean, he certainly, I don't want to say he cleans up well, but you know what I mean? I mean, he's no, got yeah, that sure. high society, regal yep. type classy, classy look about him. He's yeah. got a great yeah. voice, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. a Connery-esque voice. You know, those are the things about Connery. He didn't to, have a great voice, but if you, when you hear Connery's voice, you knew it was Connery, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's, he's also got the action experience. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's not. It's not uh, weird. It's not like a. It's not like what you were talking about when Brosnan comes into the picture, right? It's yeah, like nobody sure. really knew Brosnan as like this action guy. So no, but he was this, you know, this comedy romance, and people yeah. remember from Remington Steel, and you know, back in the eighties and all of that. Right. I tell you one that I would wouldn't mind seeing, just because I like him as an actor. It would bring. I think he'd bring a funny twist to it. Um, Oh my god! I just left my freaking. Uh, oh my god! Um, what do you want like a comedic Bond? No, I just. Oh, Hugh Grant. I would like Hugh Grant oh. because Hugh Grant, I think, would be a. He is not a physical action star, but I think he would kind of fit that Brosnan kind of good with the ladies smart ass enough to have fun with stuff. But I think Hugh Grant, and he's at that age now where he's not young to where he's that kind of, I don't think that James Bond was ever young. He was that veteran, you know, uh, older experienced guy. I I don't know. Hugh Grant just pops my mind. I think it'd be great, but I do think that, um, um, yeah, there's a lot of great ones out there. There's a lot of great ones out there. Uh, There's a great question out here. Uh, Jacob out there, who would win in a fight for life? Bond, Rambo, Terminator, or Vader? Vader. Oh, duh. Hands down, Vader. Game I mean, let's be real. Now, you take Vader out of that, I think Terminator wins. He's, he's a freaking robot, man. Uh, Wait, Bond, it was Bond. Bond, gets kill- Bond's Rambo, Terminator, Vader. Bond is going to die the first, no matter what, you know, yeah, if you Bond's take Vader toast. out of it, Bond's Rambo toast. and Terminator could be an interesting one. I, um, yeah, but even know, even yeah, even Rambo couldn't handle a Terminator. Come on. No, that's what I'm saying. Terminator's a robot. So yeah. I mean yeah. Vader Vader's gonna win hands down regardless. Bond is coming in dead ass last regardless. Um yeah. Uh let's see here. Robocop doesn't even have a Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete says the bread of 93R is my drinkum. That's that's got to oh, be up there. One of them. That Glock 18. I mean, that's for as far as handguns. Yeah, those two. I think I. I mean, if I had to choose one, I'd probably would choose the bread over the Glock 18. I would. Uh, yeah, they're both more, they're, the 93R is far more rare. Yep. Too. Uh, yeah. And, and honestly, a three-shot burst is a lot easier to control an actual in a situation than just a full auto handgun, you know, um, that three round burst would be badass. I, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. 
Um, and then the question that we posed uh, today, let me go back. And there is already about, let's see here. Let me refresh it. There's already 267 votes today. We can get your gun fill for long range caliber. And I'm not saying for hunting or for precision shooting, just long range caliber. Which one do you enjoy the most? Not which one's the best. Which one do you enjoy the most? Your choices are 338 Lapua, 50 BMG, 65 Creed, 300 Win Mag, or other. Leave a comment. Right now, leading with 31% is 6.5 Cree, which is a little bit surprising. Um, in second place is 300 Win Mag at 20%. Other is 18%. 338 Lapua at 17 and 50 BMG is 13. So let's go down to the comments and see. They're saying a 7mm Mag and Weatherby Heavy Barrel. That's from 223 DMR. Um, a lot of 30-06s out there. Uh, one says, if you're going for distance, nothing beats a 22-250. It may not have knockdown power, but it definitely has the distance. Uh, 6.5 Grendel was mentioned. 308, 264 Win Mag. Um, let's see here. 308 again. 6.5 PRC or 300 PRC. Um, 308, 308, 308, 6.5 PRC. The 7 millimeter Magnum. Uh, 30 out six, 375 Gibbs. What is a 375 Gibbs, Clove? I've never heard of that. Oh, it's pretty bad to the bone. Yeah. I've never even uh, heard of it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, think. What do you think? Think like 40. Try to trying to think of something I can put into your terms, but you're not into thud guns enough to like say it's like <laughs> this, right? Think about a think about a think about a cross think about a cross between like a three hundred Winchester Magnum and a forty five seventy maybe. Think they had like oh, a love, love child or something maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, fifty Beowulf was mentioned. Seven six two by fifty four R was mentioned. Who in the uh, heck mentioned Bayo for distance? You said long the range, right? Long range caliber. Fifty Beowulf was mentioned. Bayo is not a long range. I mean, I guess you it's could shoot it. Power, but it's going uh, to be a heck of a drop. But yeah, I, mean, I guess you could. You could shoot twenty two long range. I guess if you wanted you to shoot twenty two out to a mile if you wanted to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Pete says that uh, he was shooting in the desert last week and his 92 Gosh. doubled on him. Just about freaked out. Dirty gun with a nice light trigger. Who knows what caused it? Um, it, it very well could have been something. Some grit got on that trigger or, or whatever. But, yeah, if you've never had um, – I've had that with several guns happen. Um, but, yeah, if you've never had a little uh, double tap, uh, without expecting it, yeah, it, it can freak you out for a second. There, you're like, whoa! <laughs> I didn't know there's a binary in this thing, but uh, yeah, those, those are fun. But yeah, it happens, man. And it's probably just got a little dirt in there, and um, no problem. Just clean it out, and you'll be good to go. So, fifty didn't get a whole lot of love in that, did it? 
Let's see. No, 50 was uh, in last place. Yeah, 50 was in last place. You got to wonder how many people have shot a 50 because the answer is my my answer to that. If the question was worded, what long range caliber do you shoot the most? Then I would say 308. 308. But the key word in that to me. Joy. Yeah. The key word in that to me is enjoy. And there is nothing like spending the day behind a 50, man. It is just, yeah. there, there's nothing you can't do. Nothing you can't do with the 50. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jacob says the only calibers I have shot are a 22 long rifle, 12 gauge, 20 gauge, 30 30, 30 out six, a 380, and 243. All good, my man. All good. Uh-huh. Um, G23 says 417. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, uh, Sean White says 300 PRC or 65 PRC would be his go to long range cartridges if he was in the market. Christensen carbon fiber MRP or proof elevation MTR carbon fiber, six millimeter ARC is my favorite to shoot. There you go. Mandatory carry says 50 BMG is a great round, but it's not the best round. Um, and that's what's all reacted to. And that's cool. Uh, my favorite is 338 Lapua that I have shot. Um, well, I should say this. Okay, so my favorite is 338 Lapua. But if I had to say, if, if I answer the question that I actually asked, what do I enjoy? I, I I think I enjoy the 300 Winchester mag, uh, the wind mag, 300 wind mag. I think I enjoy shooting the wind mag. That's a beast of a freaking round. Um it definitely lets you know you're that. alive. That's for no, sure. exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's that's I mean, we're talking straight up enjoyment. I think that if I had to choose a long range cartridge to go do something, I'd probably choose 338 Lapua. But just having fun, I do enjoy a 50. I've shot a lot of 50 in my day. I do enjoy a 50, but I really, yeah, I think you're right. The way you put it is you're gonna know you're alive shooting that 300 wind mag. It's a it's a fun round to shoot. Um yeah, I think I would probably, and honestly, I thought that that would probably be the one that wins. 6.5 Creed being the winner was not expected whatsoever. Not saying I, I, I love 6.5 Creed, but I would have not, I would have put it at least behind the 300 Wind Mag, the 50 BMG, and the 3.3 Lapua. Yeah, I'll but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta factor in. You've got to factor in the popularity of cartridges and this six is five true. Creed. If it was which is the most popular, six five would win that. I think hands down against everything else on the list. So I mean, it's not uncommon, uh, or it's not, it's not abnormal for me. I mean, it's, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Um... So two two three DMR and Pete said the four hundred eight shot attack will shoot yeah. circles in the fifty. Yeah, great. The um, which one did, did Charlie shoot that was based off the shot attack that we shot of of, of um, four hundred eight Tejas, wasn't it? Tejas, Tejas, yeah. And it was based. It was a wildcat based off the the shot attack. Um, but yeah, I mean, great round. Um. But once again, you're talking about a, a cartridge that probably very few people have shot. So I try to right. put ones that were out there, like Clover said, some popular rounds that people may have oh, or know someone. Yeah, and that's and all that. And that's the thing too with the six five. You start getting into when you start talking three thirty eight Lapua, three hundred yeah. Win Mag. 
uh, 300 Weatherby mag. When you start talking, I mean, to me, those are nothing cartridges, right? But for the vast majority of people, they've never shot them, never even seen them, yeah. let alone shot them, and likely never will for the rest of their life. And so, true, you know, again, you get back into the 6.5 being a common thing, so it makes sense. And until, and it's probably now, but, you know, a year, year and a half ago, a 6.5, you could get for almost the same price as 223. You know, uh, where you're talking about yeah. at one point, the 338 Lapu was going and the BMG were going for $5 around easy. Yep. Um, 6.5 Cree could get for a quarter around, you know. Right. Um, at most, 50 cents around at most for the, for, now it's whatever. But yeah, uh, Sean says a 375 shot attack is a beast. Um, I, I, I've only shot the 408 before. I don't have much experience with it. But I've never heard anyone really talk bad about the Shytac calibers uh, and cartridges. Everyone I've heard that has shot them in, in, on a regular basis say they're pretty damn good. So yeah, yeah. Shytac's yeah. solid. It has always been solid. If they come out with something, it's the real deal. Yeah. Sean says if you hunt big game out west, you're in your wind mag or seven millimeter rim mag are probably the most popular used. Um. Three three do two three says three three eight magnum is also I have actually shot three three eight magnum. Yep. Um I like the Lapua Magnum a little bit better, but that's just me. Um just that's just a personal thing. Um personal thing. The first time I ever hit a thousand yard shot was with a three three Lapua. So I, it's one of those things where you know you 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 remember certain things and you're gonna have fond memories and you're gonna have fond thoughts of whatever. Um, and that's probably why, um, three, three Lapua has kind of always been my go-to is that's the first really, you know, stretching the legs out and a thousand yards isn't really that far, but it is, especially if you've never done it before. Uh, that was the first time I ever shot a thousand yards. And so I'll always have an affection for three, three Lapua and my dream rifle will be a McMillan three, three Lapua. I don't know if I'll ever have that or not, but that would be. You know, if I ever had that, I'd be like, okay, I'd rather have a McMillan 3.3 Lapua than I would a 50 BMG. It is what it is. Depends um, on the 50 BMG, but yeah. This is true, too. This is true, too. <laughs> this is true. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's the polls. Thank you guys for, for voting. I have fun with those, and I put some weird ones out there I know, and I try to have fun with them, but I always try to put a, a firearm related uh, poll out there that we have fun with. But so, you know, I think people have liked it, you know, go ahead. So, so I'm going to complain because we've spent sure. nearly an hour between you thinking too hard and, and the polls we spent, we burned nearly an hour of the show just in that. So sure. The people out there are not getting what they paid for here. I'm just saying. They haven't paid for shit, so uh, <laughs> they're getting free entertainment. No, but I think I think a lot of people have enjoyed it. I, I get I've been getting a lot of emails and stuff saying, "Hey, I really haven't like enjoyed going through the polls." That's why I put them first. Uh, people might leave, and that's okay. But I think people enjoy the polls. Try to have fun. The world is is way too serious right now. Uh, there's a lot of bullshit going on right now, and sometimes it's okay to have a little fun and just talk. Uh, well, we can, and we it gives, it gives here, structure know? to the show. You know what I mean? Which is nice too. It's not just free for all, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
which there's Ooh. nothing wrong with free for all every now and then, but no, 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 no. I we had one last week and I had a great time doing it, but uh, yeah. Now, Pete says he was at a gun shop in Utah and they had a Mondeuse and a Lewis gun for sale. Holy what do they want for the for either one of them? But that Mondeuse, uh, I want to see what that goes are running for. Oh, yeah, way too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Rich said, speaking of polls on his show on Sunday. They answered whether tomato paste is a jam or jelly, and jam won. You so go. you were right. Didn't you say jam last week? Yeah. yeah there you go. Yep. So it would be more jam. Yes. So 99000 for the Ma Deuce. That's actually cheaper than what I thought it would be, especially in today's market. I thought it would be well over 100000 uh let's see here jacob says only public range downtown machine gun rental with an m16a2 is 50 dollars. ammo is 10 dollars for 30 round magazine nine millimeter what m16a2 is five five six my friend um unless he's just talking maybe like an ar that's in, chambered in nine millimeter Maybe, but uh, maybe, but yeah, um, I don't so know. Sixty, so that would be sixty bucks to burn thirty rounds. Sixty bucks, including the rental of fifty dollars, and then ten dollars for thirty round magazine. I, I think I would do without shooting a full auto because it's just me. Full auto, okay. Well, and remember full the M sixteen auto M sixteen is three round burst. So, it's so there's a auto. reason. There's a reason they call it the giggle switch. And if somebody else is paying for it, is it fun? Then you yes, have fun. Ab absolutely. But if I've got to pay for that, I, I'll do without. I'll go shoot something else. There's there's tons yeah. of more stuff I'm going to get just as much enjoyment out of uh, oh, and yeah. not just burn through ammo. It's just, yeah, makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... You know, there are people you, we know we know people. Maybe sixty bucks is worth it if you've never shot one, just to know what it's like. But well, I would say this: if you're going to spend that kind of money, go try to find someone that has a full auto AK-47. That'll be worth the fifty or sixty bucks because that's fun. Uh, 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 and a full auto AK is a really fun gun to shoot. Um, well, but a three-round sixteen is eh? What's up? I said, we know a lot of people that at SHOT Show Range Day, they spend their entire day up on the hill. They they basically yep. go just to shoot the We're machine full guns auto. over and over yep. and over and over and over again. It's yep. not about checking out new yep. guns or anything else. They go just to shoot the full auto. That's it. And there's nothing there, wrong with that. But No, there's nothing wrong, but there are people that truly go to Range Day to shoot the Chris Vector. Oh, that's you've just, got to you've got want. to shoot that at it's least. Fun. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, but it's amazing. That's not why I go, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot it every year, but that's not why I go. Um yeah. but yeah, if that's you've never experienced the, if you've never experienced the, the, the full auto vector, then that's something you gotta put on your bucket list because a 30 round magazine in a in a vector will take you about 1.3 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're done yeah now buck's bringing up again the tulsa gun show had a 44 magnum no it was 357 or it was a 44 i can't remember it's either 40 i think there's a 357 lever action for thirty-five thousand that buck almost bought when he thought it was 350 dollars 
didn't realize that the other two zeros were not after a decimal point. Uh, <laughs> but yes, there were, and that's a cheap gun compared to a lot of stuff that's at Tulsa. You can you can find stuff for whatever you want to pay at Tulsa. There was a cannon there a few years ago. Remember that? A legit cannon. Yeah, that somebody bought. A howitzer. Yeah, someone bought. There was a howitzer, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, you can. There's stuff well over hundred thousand dollars at Wanamaker. Every Gatlin time. guns. Gatlin guns. Yep. Um, Sean says full auto is fun. The first ten times after that, it makes zero sense. Absolutely, I agree. I'm fortunate my dad gave him an M16A2 lower. Interesting. I uh, did put a. Uh, let's see here. He oh he put full auto instead of a three round burst. I haven't shot it in almost seven years. Just right. to have one would be cool. But yeah. Um, I, I like a three-round burst better than a full auto. In a combat warrior-type situation, a three-round burst, you're going to yeah. be able to stay on target a lot more. Um, that's just me. But, yeah. Jacob says he wants to get a 357 lever action or a Smith & Wesson 686. So, if you had that choice, Clover, and it came down to you had the money for one and only one, 357 lever action or the 686. That's a tough one for you, I bet. And I don't have any other firearms already. No, 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 no. These these are going to be your first. Yeah, like yeah, like this is this is going to be something that you're new and you might have a couple like a shotgun or something, but it's going to be your first revolver or lever action. I would probably go with a revolver. Yep. Yeah, Rich says he wants one of those nine millimeter Gatling guns just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I'm in. Um, so did you hear about um the proposal that they're trying to get in a several different states about um either lowering or doing away with any age restrictions for buying firearms? You heard about this? Well, I've heard of several lawsuits and things going on from those 18 to 21 years of age. I've heard a lot of stuff with that, and it makes sense. And that's going to be, especially since they've been passing laws that, you know, lately uh, and stuff that say bumping up the age for everything to 21, uh, everything, even long guns, that's going to be interesting because, um, that it there's no, really no way around that i mean if you could vote at 18 serve in the military blah 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 there's that's going to have ramifications big time i mean i see drinking ages potentially coming down and, and all well, kinds smoking, of stuff smoking like, ages went just went up to 21 so go figure once again you can serve in the military but you can't smoke now yeah seriously you know now, um, but this one is saying that they would either they, there's there's some people trying to eliminate age at all. Ten yeah. year old wants to go in and buy a gun, put it in his name or her name. Um, that's what do you say about that? If if no. lowering it or just uh, or just doing away no. with age restrictions at all? Um, no. Are you for that? I mean, what do you think? Uh, no, I no. I mean, I'm totally fine with the whole 18 thing. I'm totally fine even if you've got a 16 or a 17-year-old that is emancipated, right? Um, yeah. 
I would I would technically be okay. Um, but the idea of some quote unquote child dependent upon parents and then the way parenting is nowadays, which is virtually non existent, um, mm-hmm. that some kid that's twelve years old can just walk into a gun shop, buy a gun and some ammo and go do some stuff. No, uh uh-uh. um it, you know, if if we were in a perfect world where everybody mm-hmm. was an actual parent then That's I wouldn't really have a problem with it. But it's so my, my problem is not with the kids. I'm not dogging on the kids. I'm saying no, that there's not how they're raised. Yeah. You know, are there tons and tons of kids out there that, you know, I, I would never in the world have a problem with. Absolutely. You bet. I could probably name two dozen off the top of my head real quick um, with yep. shooting sports and, you know, everything else. But ah, parenting is just not, not where it needs to be for that. Yeah. I would say this. I don't think that they should just do away with any age restrictions. I would say this. Um, mandatory care says, got to go hit the rack early day tomorrow. Take care, buddy. Be safe out there. So draw the line um, at a driver's license at the very I would very say least. 16. That's what I'm saying. I would say 16. If the government trusts you to drive a car, right? then maybe. Now, there's a lot of people that say they should raise the age of a, of a license to 18, and I don't necessarily disagree with that either. I think there are a lot of 16-year-olds that are not ready for the responsibility of well, driving a car. But understand, in order to get a license at 16, you have to go through yeah, driver's education and all the other stuff, and mm-hmm. that license is still provisional. So a lot of people don't sure. think that. They think that 16-year-olds, you just got a full pledge. No, you no, don't. don't and, if, <laughs> and if you think it is, go ask your insurance company if you've got 16-year-olds. And you'll yeah. you'll find out real quick. It ain't the same. Actually, I think until they're twenty four is when the break <laughs> right. insurance. Right. Know. Well, but there's e- even a as as there's, the cost, there's yeah. multiple yeah, there's multiple breaks. But yeah, twenty one I think for girls or something, and twenty four for boys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the sixteen to eighteen, um, there's a there's a break there too when you're talking about insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to send a shout out to Jacob S. He says money's going to be tight for a while, but uh, he just became a homeowner. So congratulations for buying a home, investing in your future. Congratulations, young man. Proud of you. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I have no problem if with 10 year olds, whatever, shooting a gun, I have no problem with that. If they've been taught right, they're under supervision and all that, but I don't want some 10 year old to go save up. Um, his paper route money for a whole year, and they walk into a gun shop and say, "Hey, I want to buy that AR over there." I just, I have a problem. I'm sorry, I have a problem with that. Uh, but I would not mind the 16 year old. I think if the government trusts you uh, to well, drive a car, then they should be able to trust you with other things. Let's okay. The under 18. Let's be mm-hmm. honest, right? A child that works all summer mowing lawns. Uh, paper route, whatever, multiple summers, <laughs> even it's probably a yeah. responsible child. Probably no also, probably also has pretty good parents, right? Yep. So Who's let's, let's, let's give, let's give the parents, let's give the parents of good children credit for being good. Now there are, sure. there are really good, good children that break that mold that have terrible parents regard and they're good children mm-hmm. regardless, but good children tend to have good parents just that's just the way it is and so what good parent is not going to say okay well let's go down and yeah okay it's you know i'm the one buying it right it's mine you know but 
you, you feel what I'm saying. I mean, oh, yeah, no everybody, everybody has done that, whether you've bought one that's quote unquote for your kid for Christmas or whatever. And okay, the 4473 is in your name, but theoretically, theoretically, right? Yeah. Technically, it is mine. Theoretically, it's there. I'm sure you've had a gun since you can remember that was your gun, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those where, and this is where it's tough, though. This is where it's really difficult when you start talking about blanket ages for anything, whether it's guns or voting or alcohol or tobacco or driving, because there's always exceptions on the good side and the bad side of whatever age you're talking about for whatever you're talking about. There's always exceptions to those. But from a governing standpoint, you've got to throw a blanket over an age that covers the vast, vast majority of whatever you're trying to do. But once again, like you said, there's going to be kids that are going to um, transcend ages. There are going to be kids that, that are 12 years old that can literally have a conversation with any 50 year old and hold their own in any subject. There's just those kids. There are 50 year olds that can't hold a conversation with the average 12 year old. Let's be honest about it. So, I mean, you know, it's just one of those that um, it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I think that this is just me. I think that I would probably not like seeing the just absolutely no restriction on ages to buy a farm. I, I just I don't think that's smart. I don't think no offense once again, like you said, there are some out there that would be the average 10 year old. I don't think would understand what it means to be a responsible gun owner. That's just me. The average. No, probably. the average 10 year old would not understand. I don't want some kid playing call of duty. Walking said, man, I love that gun. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to go buy that gun, the gun shop and be able to do that. I don't think that was, that's a smart thing. It is what it is. Um, so Elster, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So did you receive an email at 2 a.m. this morning from your YouTube saying your video isn't appropriate for those under the age of 18? I got two of them last night. One was a shot show vid. I did not. I've never gotten that video. I did I have an Instagram that. post uh, taken down, but I've never, I never have. If I have, it's gone to my spam and I haven't seen it. But I don't remember yeah. ever seeing a video that's come that says that it's not age appropriate. I don't know if you. I, no, I talked to, uh, not, not to my knowledge. I talked to, I'm a little special situation though, but I talked to Snob actually today. Um, yeah. because I got one of his videos, but was able to get one of his videos put back up. He had a shorts that got, uh, and he actually got a warning, you know, that they, they, they did the community warning thing. Yeah. But anyway, I got all that reversed for him. Um, yeah. No, it was an age, age appropriate. So, so snob had an age. Appropriate. No, he had it. Ta- he had it taken down for community guidelines, but I was talking with him about it. Um, and he said he got a video recently that was uh that was age gated like that so my first okay. thing his elsters out there saying get ready for it first thing that's been going on for the for the longest most of what people are seeing it's just happened it's just not happened in a way where people have 
noticed it and they've sent notifications out on it kind of the same way with the yellow icon thing uh and the uh limited ad stuff um yeah so people just don't understand it. it second of all i mean overall grand scheme of things go look at your audience demographics and i mean it's irrelevant um yeah. it's not a hill that we yeah, need if to, you have to large audience on with that. 18 then that's weird to begin with in our in our niche yeah, yeah. It really is um but yes yeah, it's, it's not i mean we've got much 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 bigger fish to fry that are problematic that is um that is a nothing blip compared to uh especially right now monetization issues uh and then community guideline uh issues for sure so um you know i hate i hate to say that i mean i sound crass and everything when people break up the age gating thing but it's like let it go it's it's irrelevant it's irrelevant let's fight the fights worth fighting yep yep uh, i asked myself that many times a day i i give myself one fight per day like this say i'm all in i'm going to defend this i'm going to fight for this so if something gets to my nerves throughout the day i'll say is this the battle i want to fight today is this the one and most of the time it's not you know yeah um so yeah uh one of the greatest things you know and this is not on else or anyone else but if you're fired up about something and you're just blah, 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 and you're i'm gonna write a letter i'm gonna write an email freak them and all that write the email don't hit sin until the next morning. If you wake up the next morning and you still feel just as strong about that email that you wrote 12 hours or eight hours ago, then send it. Chances are the next day you're going to read that email and say, God, I was really fired up last night. I don't think I'm going to say that. But if, if you're, if you're, if it was good enough for three o'clock in the morning, it'll be good enough for nine o'clock the next morning. Sometimes fighting that fight might be the best thing to do is sit there and say, look, I want you to write that email because that's where your energy, that's where your passion, that's where your emotions are coming from at that moment. Just don't hit send yet. Wake up the next morning, read that email and say, do I really want to send this? And if the answer is yes, send it. Chances are you probably won't. Um Rich says he got a copyright claim for using a song that the U.S. Navy band released as public domain. Here's the thing, the U.S. Navy band, and I have some stuff that the Marine Corps band releases public domain. Here's the thing, the Navy band might have released this public domain, but someone might have published it on a CD. It's been published under a CD that the Navy didn't publish. They might have put it on a patriotic CD or something like that to the public even though that song is supposed to be public domain, it was published by a publisher out there somewhere, somehow, technically. So there's there's a really lot of gray area. And here's the thing. You can write an author, the writer or the, the composer. Let's say if you want to put like Highway to Hell, you can contact ACDC and they can give you permission. But they may not have the rights to do that. They have publishers' rights. You have the person that actually owns the rights to their their music. You have the writers. There's so many different people that are involved with a song that unless you've got a serious amount of money and cash to burn on a lawyer to get all of these people to agree that it's okay to put on your YouTube video, it probably ain't worth it. You know, um, right. it is what it is. 
let's see here. Um, Elfster says, problem is, as I was told, if you get three of them, it's a strike. More of a heads up. 704 Tactical mentioned he got the same last time. I'm sure a bunch of people have gotten them. Um, and I don't know if three of them equal a strike or so, not. You know? No. Here And here's the problem. You're talking about two totally different things. You're talking about age restriction versus strikes. Strikes are community. Like community. Or yeah. community issues, right? Well, copywriter community is where you get strikes. Yeah. Two totally separate parts of YouTube. So there's no possible way they can be related. But let's say for some reason that you get three and all that third video, what do they strike the third video, but they don't strike the previous two that right. that don't make any sense because it would be the same. So here's the thing. If, if potentially three puts you in a position that you get a community strike, then you need to appeal the community strike because that community right. strike was not based on community guidelines. That was based on age restriction guidelines and you would win that appeal. If you don't win that appeal, then you need to contact me ASAP and we'll work to get that fixed. And yep. Elster's got a kind of a special situation. I'm not going to get off into the weeds on some of that, but it's right there in his name where Potentially, there are some community issues and definitely some monetization issues. But with the last um, word in his name, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go down that road or anything, but I'm just saying he's in kind of a unique sub niche of our community, which is 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 definitely problematic. Uh, Jacob says, "Looks like you got your content for this week's. Uh, I think it's about the Thursday night podcast. There you go." I think we've talked about this before on your on your nerd chat, anyways, several times. We have. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't like getting into off into the weeds much on this publicly because the you know I, I can much better have a private conversation with individual creators and, and make them understand it. You try to talk this on a live stream, even like now, it's like we need to change the subject because it, it frustrates me because it's a one way conversation because all they can do out there is type stuff in the side chat and I can't explain it or actually answer the questions I need to answer related to specifics. And it's, mm -hmm. it's horrible. And people walk away without knowing what's going on. And that's counterproductive. Carolina says CloverTech works for YouTube. No, he'd like to, I think, maybe one day. That'd be nice. Have a little liaison at YouTube. Work work for YouTube? I don't work for says. YouTube. I don't work right. for YouTube. No. no. One day, maybe. It'd be nice to have you as a liaison. For. Word there is for. I don't work for YouTube. That's not, I understand. I understand. Um, Rich says on Memorial Day show, I use the Navy Band's video performance of taps the next day had a copyright for some company yeah here's the thing you can use music that is public domain no copyright issues whatsoever there are literally these weird ass publishing companies that will yep. throw up uh, copyright claims all the time all the time even though they have zero to do with that song or anything uh, they literally just fish and yeah. boom, you yep. know, that's what it is. Yeah. I had a problem where you remember, um, it was way back in the day, but I had an artist that was, I had her permission in writing and everything else Absolutely. to use her content. And all of a sudden I started getting claims, man. I was getting like three claims a day 
And I was like, what in the world's going on? And it was some company. So anyway, um, I contacted her and she didn't even know. She's like, what do you mean you're getting copyright? What? And I'm like, yeah, this company says that they're, they represent you and your music. She's like, I've never heard of that company. And so I hated it because she was letting me use her music. She had to literally go to that company, contact that company and send that company a letter and all kinds of crazy stuff to make it, to make it go away. But yeah, they were, I'm doing air quotes here. They were claiming on quote on her behalf. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, right. Right. Yep. YouTube doesn't know. No. YouTube's gonna say, well, this someone's put YouTube this. YouTube does not get involved in it. So they're, so they're gonna get all of the monetization money. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're trying to make six cents here, ten cents on this video, eleven cents, but they do this on a million videos and they're making a dollar off of all of them. YouTube no YouTube one's gonna question. Not, yeah, YouTube is pretty hands off. I mean, obviously they've got policy around copyright, but they're pretty hands off. When it comes to, to copyright, it's usually between whoever's using the content and whoever the the creator of that original creator of that content is. They hash it out, and and usually it's it's okay. You've used it. Can you prove that you are liable for using it? If you're not liable, mm-hmm. then it goes away. If you are liable, then it goes into does that person want to claim the revenue? And they can right. do that on several, whether it's a share or all of it. Or do they want to actually give you a strike? If you are dead set at not taking the content down, that's usually when you get a strike. Is you're like, you get a claim and then you fight the claim and you lose the claim, then you end up getting a strike sometimes. Yep. Uh, Words of the wise out there. If you get a copyright claim, you'll get an email that says, this has nothing to do with your channel status. It doesn't do anything. It's just you're either going to have to share revenue or you're not eligible for revenue let it go they're not gonna if they don't take the video down you're just not gonna make any money on it let it go let the video let the revenue that 11 cents that you might make on that video let it go somewhere else it's not worth fighting because chances are you don't have the money or the time to fight a copyright claim it's just the reality of it let it go because uh, got now, a good point i was gonna say there. gary has a great point yeah he says Royalty-free music in YouTube is for YouTube, not necessarily if you put it on other platforms. Now, that being said, the vast majority you're not going to have issues with, but it, the sentiment right. is correct. Yeah, If it's in the YouTube library, it's safe. Yeah, But it may not be well, if you put on Instagram or GunStreamer or Full30 or even your own website, technically. And I've, you know? and I've seen this with... A YouTube video, yeah. And I've seen this with other creators. It's not necessarily even safe even then. Things come in and out of the free YouTube library. So that's somebody right. that submitted their stuff into the free YouTube library can actually revoke that, can pull that out. And if they do, then you've used it in a thousand videos. They could potentially claim it at that point, even mm-hmm. though you used it in good faith while it was in the library. So it's a very fluid thing. When you deal with copyright, it's very messy. There's a ton of gray area. And like I said, that's why for the most part, YouTube doesn't get involved in it. What you also need to take in consideration is the good thing about that is let's say that XYZ song was in the YouTube library with no restrictions. Okay. And for all these years, for five years, 
and then all of a sudden they take it out. They can go back and they know YouTube will know the date that song was pulled. They can go back and say all of these videos, they've got to be good because they were published before that date that it was pulled, but you got to be careful. They can also not just pull it, but they can do it to where it used to be. You didn't have to acknowledge them in your conscription. They can change that to where now you've got to put this little, you know, and, and if you don't know that attribution, but if you don't know that it's gone from nothing to this attribution, yep. Be careful. You know, but you're right. I don't know how that, but but yeah, I don't know how that system works, but you're right. They, they don't know. They don't know when you downloaded it necessarily, but they would Mm -hmm. definitely know when you uploaded that video. Right. So you, you, uh, you published that video a year before this person, pulled it's it from the thing it's right so i don't think i don't know this but i would think there would be a restriction on them being able to even claim that right yeah. but how That's many people here's where you that. here's where you got to be careful because i do this how many people download multiple tracks out of there and they're in a folder and they just oh, yeah. go in there and they just go in there and use them i don't download a, the same thing every single time from the youtube library to make sure that it's even still in there so I could be yep. using stuff from two, three years ago that may not even be in there anymore, right? So I've never had a problem other than well, that's the funny thing. I've never had a problem except for the one chick that I had a literal email giving me the, her blessing to use her stuff. Um, I've never had a problem. The only problems that I have had are problems that I knew were coming. I literally put Bob Marley in some stuff and the Beatles and uh, I literally put those in some videos knew, yep. knowing, and I didn't monetize it knowing that it, it was going to get it was going to get a claim. Um, here's the thing. So. I found this out one time. This is a couple of years ago. If you try to monetize something knowing that it's going to get a copyright claim, um, there's a copyright check now. It's a pre check. Yeah, I understand that, but this is a, a, a year or two ago. But yeah. if you try to monetize something knowing that it's probably going to get a, a, a claim, they can take that down before it even goes public. They, they can do that. But if you go and, and not turn monetization on and then submit, knowing it's going to get a claim, they'll claim it but they'll at least make it eligible to be seen um, sometimes. That, that was my experience with it. But, yeah, yeah. Um, just be careful. Just be careful because copyright law, it's it's very fine lines. Gray areas are, are crazy, yeah. but it could be incredibly expensive to fight. And, um, yeah, copyright's no joke. There are people – there's a reason why there are – lawyers that dedicate their lives to copyright law yeah well it's pretty serious stuff and if you have it for an intro or something like that it's one thing right because you can always go back and mute it um but i've had people literally in my videos go why don't you use background music and blah 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 blah. and that's one of the reasons i don't like the idea of background music Mm -hmm. is because if i have to mute that right for a copyright reason later on down the road that's one track on that video. It's not multiple audio tracks anymore. 
and I would have to mute the entire thing. So, I mean, other than maybe subtitles, and I don't even know if subtitle, you would have to put in your own subtitles because would the automated wouldn't work. Because yeah. the automated is automatically reading it. So you would have to go in and put mm -hmm. subtitles. You, you know, that's redoing a whole video. That would suck, man. There are people that I'll, I'll see that go live from their car. And we've all done it. Uh, you know, driving down the road. Hey, I'm going to go live because I need, I'm going to be on the road for three hours. I might as well go live and have a chat. And something will have their radio on the background, like uh -huh. whatever. And for three so, hour chat, you hear nothing but journey and metal and all this stuff. You're like, oh my God. And it so, may not ever get caught, but it yep. can get caught by 11 different freaking publishers. So, so I've got a video. It's old. And it's a fact I don't even, I don't think it's up on the channel anymore. If it is, it's definitely got a claim. But I used to, it was a video and I had AOL radio on, right? And it wasn't very, very loud, but I had AOL radio on in the background. You said AOL and G-Webs just showed up. So right. it was AOL radio and it was a, um, um, it was a shotgun press video showing something about a shotgun press or something. It was a reloading video. Um, and it got hit because of that. Now it, it stayed on YouTube for the longest before it got hit, but yeah. it finally got, got hit with it's a, I don't know if it was, a, I don't know if it was a claim or a strike. Uh, at this point, it's been so many years ago. Uh, but what I was going to say is I was watching the channel the other day and this guy was in a, in a, uh, in an antique store mm. and all of a sudden, um, it just, he just like stopped talking in the, and it muted the video muted. And I'm like, what in the world's going on? And then it comes on and you can tell it's a voiceover. Right. And he's yeah. like, I, I'm sorry, but in editing, I had to voice this over because I realized that they've got the radio got playing the on the intercom. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I've already got a copyright label on a previous video because I was in a store filming and, uh, whatever the intercom system was playing music so mm -hmm. yeah be careful if you're out there if you do things like that uh, that are picking up the car radio you know the intercom mm -hmm. system in a store whatever uh it could have it could affect you if you're going to walmart to do a filming something or the mall best way best way to do that best way to do that is to film it go ahead and film it like you normally would right mm -hmm. um and then do 100% voiceover, right? But you've got your reaction and what you're saying as you're filming to right. go on is kind of a script. You just B-roll almost. And just B-roll with the, the mm -hmm. more or less B-roll with a voiceover of what you were saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, we've wasted an hour and a half of these people's lives. Yeah. Half hour of it was talking about YouTube stuff. So <laughs> It's all good, but we had fun. I'd done a Thursday um, night in like three weeks, and we had a Thursday night fix. on a Tuesday night. Apparently, you got your fix right there. For <sighs> sure. Um, do you want to talk about all the stuff you got going on with Clover and with the card channel, and let people know what's going on with you? Because, like I said, you've been doing the live, so some people might not be caught. Up what's going on with you? We're gonna get back around to it. Um, I've taken a hiatus more or less on the, on the Clover tax. So for those that have stuck around and everything, thank you. Um, I have had a couple people bail on Patreon and some channel members and stuff. Probably think that I've quit to a or quit gun stuff. And you know, if that's <laughs> right. the case then whatever, but, um, as much frustration and stress and everything as I was under, I, I needed a break. And so I've been working on building out this second channel. 
Uh, I'm maybe a few weeks. Fourth or fifth channel. Yeah. (laughs) My goal is to make sure that this, this is finished out by, uh, by in around time, which is the first of of September. Um, And then, um, so by the first of September, September at the latest, we should be kicking back off with Clover Tack and, and getting some things done at the latest. And, and there'll be some little videos here and there along the way, I'm sure. So, uh, more is, uh, more is coming. I haven't quit too, eh? Not yet. Close, but not yet. <laughs> but if you're interested in trading cards, like baseball, basketball, football, hockey, Tell people a little bit about the Clover Tech cards channel because I love it, but I'm, I'm I was a sports card freak so growing up. Uh, vintage and uh, you know budget and vintage card breaks, so mainly junk wax era, maybe you know mostly eighties and uh, early to mid nineties stuff. But you know, with that being said, I picked up some newer stuff, and, and those videos have yet to release. I'm not going to spoiler alert anything, but uh, man, there's been some really good hits in some of the. <laughs> Do stuff, you know. I've talked to you personally about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and those have. I'm not going to lie; those have went straight to eBay. So, um, but that's another mechanism and part of the CloverTac cards. We talk about monetization and a lot of other stuff with the gun content. So, you know, the beauty is build this channel up, and then I've got mechanisms. I'm going to have some of my own merchandise and things through the card channel to sell, um, as well as some of the hits, some of the stuff that comes out of these packs. Uh, being able to throw that on eBay. Uh, and help with uh, revenue uh, and stuff uh, because that's a that's a big issue and a lot of people don't realize it. And you know, the, the what I ran into with CloverTac was I got to a point to where it's like I'm expected to be at these shows. I'm expected to do this, expected to do that. But then when I have monetization issues, and I'm not talking about YouTube monetization issues because YouTube revenue is a drop in the bucket compared to what it costs to do all of this stuff. But as you grow, you, you start spending money right on your channel and you get used to that certain budget. And then when something catastrophic happens where you have to literally pull several hundred dollars, um, many hundreds of dollars out of that budget, um, then you kind of, kind of screw yourself in a way. And that's what happened. And I got frustrated from that. Uh, and, and I'm not going to lie to you almost, almost quit. Um, not going to, but, um, but it, it almost happened. So, um, I told the cowboy frustration is real. Quit being a puss. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I wouldn't be here if I was going anywhere, but I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. It's just, uh, going to have a, a through that time. Everyone has that time. It's like, I need to get away or, you know. I, you know, I'm dropping one to two videos a day on the CloverTech card channel. Uh, I've got yeah. content stacked up almost through the entire month of September at one to two videos a day. So it's not like I'm sitting around not doing anything. So those that think that I haven't been doing CloverTech because I've been just kicked back in a lawn chair somewhere, sipping on a cold one, uh, that could not be further from the truth. I'm working my butt I off. I sit back in on a lawn I chair. Know, and I know, right? Uh, uh, but yeah, I've been working my tail off getting this channel built out. So uh, I've been Mario says just putting out a video saying you're taking a break. People would understand. You thought about doing that, you know? Yeah, I didn't want to seem to seem like I was but complaining. If people, if people, yeah. And I think at the this point, majority if, if, of viewers if, don't care. 
Yeah, if, if people want to know if he's taking a break, they can contact him. It's not like they can't find his email address somewhere. Yeah, and the vast uh, majority, seriously. I mean, I don't know how many you've got watching now, but, I mean, a lot of the folks that I see out there, you know, they, they follow the Clovertack channel, too. Um, yeah. But the vast majority of people that watch my videos, find it in search, they could freaking care less about what my mental state is, whether or not I'm frustrated, whether or not I take a break. If I, you know, go away, never return tomorrow, they could freaking care less so you know that was ultimately why i said hey i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna worry about putting out a video you know talking about it i'm not even gonna worry about it those that are hardened followers that have my cell phone number and can text me like go said or have my email or know that you can contact me through the about page on youtube or any other dm pm in social media those folks can always reach out to me and say hey man you okay what's going on and i've had several folks out there i won't mention any names that have done that and thank you to those folks that have done that i appreciate it yeah okay grouchy old man that's all you are yeah yeah just get your pennies in a one and you just fucking hey man well there's so many things we could do a whole hour on uh you know uh Golly, you know what I mean? I'm Sigmund Freud, and you could I could lay back in the chair, and you could use your little clipboard and your notepad, and um, because man, the frustrations are real. (laughs) I mean, you could tell earlier with with Elster, it was it was real uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when you just about had your meltdown. Yeah, it, it was real for sure. But uh, uh, like with Elster out there, just, I mean, just hold back and just let you talk because I know you've done yeah. it with me. You allowed me to vent, and I think that that was just you trying to vent. And I know you vent biggest, on me than someone else. <laughs> the biggest frustration that I have, the biggest one, is other creators, other creators that do not understand YouTube and will not take the time to learn it or listen to somebody that has. And yeah. it that 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 is the the biggest thing that is that's the thing that has frustrates me the most. And spoiler alert, um, it's mostly big YouTubers that are that way. So sure. go figure. Go figure, homie. Great to have you on as always. Happy anniversary to you. Uh, congratulations to Jacob out there for being a new homeowner. Proud of you, young man. Uh, he made a comment out there was I thought was hilarious. He said, I didn't buy my first gun until I was 21. What are you, like 22 now? 23 at the most? So, yeah. <laughs> but, no, uh, congratulations to Jacob. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching earlier live. Uh, it was a great conversation. We went down some some weird channels. We had a fun time. We got some gun talk in. got some ammo talk in and had a little fun doing it. Got some YouTube talk in and all that jazz. Uh, but thanks, for everyone, for, for watching and if you're watching and replay or listening to podcasts, like I said, leave those comments below. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead. Feel free to email, email me or Clover or whatever and ask your questions. We have no problem with that whatsoever. Once nope. again, if you're out there. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Um, if you're out there and you're needing some help, um, I was, it was a pretty scary moment there last night. Um, I'm in a, some of the um, uh, veteran groups and all that. And one of them is um, a veteran suicide prevention group that I'm, I'm in. And it came across a notification came across my phone last night and uh, young man and um, said, 
I need to talk to someone quickly. Can please someone call me, preferably a Marine? Well, there was about 27 or 28 of us, whatever it was, that said, hey, so I, I put my my number in a DM. I said, check your messages. I sent a DM and all that. And um, it's really nice to see uh, when you when you think you're alone and you think that no one's out there to help, how quickly the troops, quote unquote, can be rallied behind you. So once again, the whole yep. thing is just, you're never alone. No matter what you think you are, and I say this to people, <clears throat> try to be a better person. If you see someone struggling, sometimes say, hey, how are you doing? Everything okay? Sometimes just that might be the only correspondence they have with a human being that entire day. Um, if you see someone struggling, man, just try to be a better human being. And um, one of the coolest things I ever heard was... Um, from Marcus Luttrell, and he was talking about, I'm going on a little rant here, I'm sorry, but uh, this kind of just popped in my head. I thought it was a very yeah. good one. One of the things that I love about Marcus, um, but he was talking about uh, Veterans Day, and he's like, you know, someone asked us, like, well, you know, do you like Veterans Day? And he goes, no, I really don't. I feel, like, weird during Veterans Day. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't like people come up and saying thank you. And all that, you know, I didn't do it for the thanks and all of that. And and no one really does. I hope not, at least. Um, but this guy was interviewing. He said, what can people do instead of saying thank you to a veteran? What can people do to say thank you without saying thank you? And he looked this guy dead in the eye and says, be a better American. Be an American that the veterans would be proud of serving for. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, that's fucking profound. Yep. So be a better American. There's a lot of bullshit going on in our country. Whether or not you politically agree with someone should be no reason to lose friendships anymore. There are people that in our lives have lost friendships because of their political affiliation, whether or not they want to wear a fucking mask, whether or not, or not they want to get vaccinated. There are friendships being lost over stupid shit. Be a better American. Have a little compassion for people. More importantly, just treat people nicely. And if you see someone struggling, sometimes a, a handshake, a pat on the back, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Your interaction with them might be the only interaction they get all day, and it could save their lives. Go ahead. And I got to think, live your life, right? It's like live people get so life. wrapped up with the 24-7 news cycle and every little tidbit of news that comes across. And all, it's like get outdoors, go for a jog, go hunting, go fishing, go skiing or tubing, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. ice skating, yeah. whatever. You Find something that's your thing and go enjoy life and do it, you know, mm -hmm. and and quit letting the just the mundane beat down from mainstream media and stuff and, and social media and things like that get to you live life, man. It's the greatest country. Yeah. I said, I told the guy this earlier. It's like, we, we live in the greatest country on the planet, the safest country on the planet. It's like, go out and live your life. On your worst day, the average American on their worst day lives like a king compared to other places. The worst American. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Well, the homeless yeah, person I mean, on the street. You know, it's like yeah. there are countries in, I'm sure, in, you know, Africa where they wish they had dumpsters of food that they could climb over and get. You know what I mean? It's like 
even even those people live like you can live in Beirut. You could live in Beirut. Like they Just wish they had, mm-hmm. they wish they had soup kitchens and homeless shelters. And okay. you know what I mean? They don't even have that. $1 tacos. You know, right. you get a dollar and you go buy a taco. I mean, right. you know what I'm saying? All sorts of stuff. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to get on a rampant, but I, I just wanted to, you know, that was a great, I was one of those, just be a better American, like be an American that the veterans would be proud to serve for, you know, I was like, damn, that's really awesome. Um, <laughs> Buck says, Glover, where do you go ice skating in Texas heat? The Galleria in Dallas has an ice skating rink. Just yeah, saying. But- I was just throwing that out there for people that live in different parts of the country. I don't ever go ice. I wouldn't go ice skating if there were a place to go ice skating here. I, no, not happening. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to – Rich, I see it. I don't want to go down to the rabbit hole. i got to get out of here. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We could go on for three hours if I open the Pandora's box. Scared. That is. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Clove, thanks as always, my friend, for uh, yep. hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next week. Simplify. <laughs>